Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of the Asking for a Friend podcast. It's an elder-led ministry of Believer's Baptist Church in Emory, Texas. And my name is Duffy Henderson and I'm your host. The Asking for a Friend podcast exists as a weekly resource for the edification and the benefit of God's people. Here, we hope to provide helpful, thoughtful, and most importantly, biblical material as we address everyday life questions and issues. So if you find this podcast helpful, please take a few moments to share it with someone that you think would also benefit from it. Thanks for listening in, and may the Lord bless this episode greatly to you as a means of grace for your spiritual growth and your benefit. Well, today I am joined by my brother and... uh, He's on staff here at Believers Baptist Church. He's an elder here, Jared Haygood. And today we have a little bit of a unique episode. We're just interviewing um, Jared about his philosophy of ministry, his heart for family ministry, and just for you as the listener, for our church, and for anyone else, just to get to know Jared a little bit. So I'm going to let him share his heart today. But first of all, Jared, how are you this morning? I'm great. Good. I am... uh, this is in the morning. I'm a morning person, so yes, I'm good. Yeah, Jared and I talk all the time. About 2 o'clock in the afternoon, neither of us are worth anything, hardly. That's when the brick wall happens. <laughs> That's when the brick wall happens. Yep. So the earlier the start, the better. So we're here this morning trying to get this early start. Well, uh, this is going to be a really interesting episode. I'm excited for this. Um, Jared, I just would love for you to share just a few minutes, um, just a little backstory. Um, you're married, you've got some kids, you've been in ministry a long time. Just give someone an introduction to Jared Haygood. Maybe they, they don't know anything about you. Yeah. I grew up in, uh, in White Oak and uh, been in East Texas pretty much all my life. and uh, Or, yeah, all my life except for one year when we moved to Branson, but I'll get to that. And um, so we, um, me and Whitney met at Laterno University. It's a uh, Christian college in Longview, Texas, and um, in 2008 is when I took my took my first pastorate job, and uh, I was at Laterno uh, finishing my degree, and uh, we needed we had to have an internship. We needed hours, and um, and I, I knew that I'd be uh, going into uh, full time uh, ministry, and um, kind of back up from there. The summer before um, all of that, before working White Oak Baptist, going into ministry classes, um, there just was, you know, our senior year, we're supposed to write a paper on what, what are you going to do? And I really didn't know. I knew I loved to work with people. Um, I knew I loved the Lord. Um, thought about going into education and, um, had a good conversation with my dad. And I was thinking, um, I was thinking about ministry, but I knew it didn't pay very well. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And I guess there's a part of me that, um, love my dad and I did not want to disappoint mm-hmm. and uh but that that was my my thought that wasn't his and so me and him sat down had a good conversation and uh That's um, wonderful. Yeah, and uh he he told me, you know, if the Lord's calling you to ministry, you go. And uh I was I was grateful that um grateful for him and that conversation so you, had, and, you had support from him correct. and encouragement there, yeah. which is so good yeah. to hear from a dad. Yep. And so then I went to went to Laterno, <clears throat> switched my major from education to ministry. Okay, uh, met uh, met Winnie during that time and uh, worked at White Oak Baptist for four years. Okay, and so 
worked under a good first pastor and uh, very Praise blessed God. for that. Yeah. yeah. And, um, he used a lot of his books for my, my papers and, um, yeah. he showed me the ins and outs. And, uh, one, one thing that's always stuck with me, uh, he told me very first off is in ministry, you gotta be humble and flexible. Mm, and, um, that's a good and word. That has always stayed true. Yes. You know, uh, throughout the years. Hmm. We, um, after those four years, we were, we had, we had Michael while we were there at, uh, White Oak Baptist and I, um, I, I thought it'd be a good thing to further my knowledge of the word and to get my master's. And, um, and so we uh, moved to Branson, Missouri, and, uh, that's where I got my master's through John Brown university, which is in Salem Springs, Arkansas. It's a gotcha. small private, yeah. uh, small Christian college there. Yep. Yep. Had a great, uh, wonderful experience there. And then went to, um, outside of Nacogdoches for, about four years in a little town called Garrison. Okay. And uh, worked at a church there. Gotcha. And then um, February of 2017, I believe we moved here to, to Emory. Uh, to Emory. That's great. Um, I'll, I'll come back to uh, family ministry, but um, I've, I feel like God has, you know, used me for uh, understanding the small towns, having literally worked in a small town all my life, been in a small town all my life. Branson, Missouri is a very small town. And um, so I, I know the small town life. I know a ministry there. I know what that looks like of getting involved in the community, getting involved in the schools. And so um, that's always been a um, a desire of mine and for me, Whitney, to, um, to go back to the small town and uh, to be a part of a bi- biblically healthy church. Yeah, and... Um, I've been, I have a slightly different uh, perspective because I've been, I was born and raised in the Houston area and I grew up in large Mm -hmm. churches and small churches. We church hopped a lot, which is an unfortunate thing, but it did give, it it proved to be beneficial. Uh, The Lord used that. I've been in all sorts of shapes and sizes of churches. I've been in a church with 20 people and I've been in a church with 2,000 people and everything in between. And, uh, so that certainly, we, Jared and I, uh, we have conversations about ministry sometimes um, just from perspectives about right. how, how do we navigate this. Um, so that's really, really interesting. Well, Jared, uh, again, this episode is just for us to just get to know you and for anyone listening. Um, I am thankful to be on staff with Jared. Um, it's been a really fruitful nine months so far. I, I, I'm new here. He's... He's the long-tenured guy, and I have just been thankful to get to know him and his family. Um, what a sweet family. And so I want to hear just a little bit of, uh, of Jared's heart. I, I, want to, I want him to share some of his heart for just family ministry. Um, if you've known Jared at all, um, even if you don't know him very much, you'll know very quickly that he loves the family. Um, he's very passionate about a strong foundation in the home. And that's what he really gears his fa- his ministry here at Believers around. Whether he's in the schools, whether he's in someone's home, whether he's here doing an event uh, with our students or our children, whatever the case, that is his focus. Uh, Jared, I'd love for you to just talk to us a little yeah. bit about your um, your desire and your um, just a strong desire to see the family be a tight knit around Christ. Yeah, really. In scripture, I w- 
2011 is when we moved to uh, Branson. And so uh, watching that first four years of ministry at White Oak Baptist, um, being part of uh, in Branson, going through my master's, uh, really digging into the word. Um, I did an internship in uh, outside of Branson. We had to have with, through a, uh, it's called Future Men. It was a Trouble Teens Boys Ranch. Okay. And um, great experience. And every, every single one of those young men were there because of a broken home or mom and dad were there, but they weren't there, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, would give them everything, just pour money at this situation. Um, no discipline, no structure, mm-hmm. no, um, they were there, but they really weren't there. And so, I, and that's now there's the, I guess it can always be a great family and still, you know, a, a child can, uh, go off the deep end, but, uh, for, for majority, it was, um, one of those two situations. And so, um, me and Wendy really started, you know, looking back at White Oak Baptist, uh, through our master's program, working at the Troubled Teens Boys Ranch, having our first child, even going into uh, uh, the church in Garrison, we were looking at the the students whose whose faith that last. Um, the students we we saw that uh, their their spiritual journey continued through college and beyond. Mm-hmm. It's because mom and dad were so involved spiritually in their life. Oh, that's good. And yeah. um, and so we really started to evaluate. Um, ministry and uh, student ministry, children's ministry. Um, how how is it that we don't? Um, I've I've said this before, but it's kind of I've heard it from a conference or somewhere. You know, you have, you have the church and you have uh, the Mickey Mouse ears. If you can picture Mickey Mouse and mm-hmm. uh, the face and the ears, and mm-hmm. um, mom and dad are one person part of the church, and then the students are in the another part and totally separate from it the disconnected disconnect from the church as a yep. whole. And, um, that the kind of communicates that the youth pastor has the authority in the, the, the children's life or, uh, the student's life. And, um, which we don't see in scripture. It's, you know, mom and dad raising up those children. And, um, we look at Paul pointing into the Timothy, you know, other, other men within the church, the intergenerational there. So, um, that's, we always started thinking about that and really started evaluating and, um, and, and let me just, excuse me, let me just kind of add something right there. When you make that, that shift, when you see those sorts of things and you think, okay, we can go one of two directions. We can go with the, the larger majority of ministry philosophy that says, that we need, to, we need different methodology. We need different programming. We need, we got to figure out what makes it work for these kids. Or you can go with the much smaller group, which I would say aligns much, and you would agree with much more of a biblical philosophy. Is those things don't matter if the root issue isn't addressed. Right. And that's the spiritual formation of these students and their families in general. Yeah. Specifically for students. Yeah. It's um, you have to you have to sit back and evaluate. You know, looking at ministry. You know, eighties and nineties and mm-hmm. student ministry, and um, and then evaluate the um, how ministry was done, and um, and then really look at um, how how is it that we can come along, mom and dad, 
and uh, to to build them up and um, and I'm not saying those events and stuff like that are, are a bad thing, but yeah, exactly. Those programs, those things don't change a heart. That's it's, right. It's a, a accountability. Um, mom and dad day in and day out pouring to their children. Um, it is uh, the kids and students uh, making the faith their own, grabbing onto the word and um, teaching the word and going over the hard topics. Those are things that seem to to latch yeah. and change a heart. You, so. you mentioned we were, before the podcast, uh, before we started recording today, uh, we were joking and uh, asked you what's your philosophy of ministry, and you said that it was if it was if you could pinpoint something, it would be men. Marriages and minions. Yes, and I love that because <laughs> you have four of your own minions. Yeah, I have four of my own minions, and boy, isn't that if that is not true, uh, so you have. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but you have identified that the the students, or at least this is what you've seen, the students who their faith lasts mm-hmm. past twelfth grade. Right. It's past high school grade. Well, sometimes even it, it fizzles out at ninth, tenth, eleventh right. grade. Right. Um, a lot of times, those students, the ones that last, they have the spiritual formation being led and driven by mom and dad, mm-hmm. not the youth pastor or right. the senior pastor or anyone else, really. Right. No. Again, that's not a blanket statement. Of course, right. God uses all things. Yep. But so you would say that's pretty accurate. Yeah. In, the. Uh, I literally wasn't thinking all M's when I was doing that family ministry thought, <laughs> but I, in my mind is, you know, it starts with the men. That's and right. I have a passion, desire for Amen. Um, men to know the word, to love the word. And um, not, not for men just to know the word, just to impart a skill, but to um, have sound doctrine because sound doctrine, um, you know, that impart in the heart and the mind, you know, it, it changes it. You know who God is and a deeper relationship. And um, because of that, um, the men can lead their wives and lead their children. And so um, I think we see it all through scripture and uh, a man is a leader of the household and yeah. of the church and uh, needs to be of the community. And uh, so that's why I have a desire for, for men and, and for marriages is once again, the if the marriage is supposed to look like Christ in the church, then man, what a, mm. um, what a incredible responsibility we have as, as husband and wife to love one another and, um, uh, and to show the world, um, show the world that, and then I just was goofing around and put minions, but, um, <laughs> but, and talk w- about your philosophy of minions yeah. here. <clears throat> you know, I, there's, um, doing missions, um, this is going to sound funny, but it kind of ruins you in a way because, mm. Um, you see how much we have here mm. in the States and, um, you see, um, church done in other parts of the country, um, uh, going to Haiti, going to Guatemala, uh, going to Uganda, uh, pretty soon, um, talking with a couple that, um, is, is in Japan and, um, you know, Guatemala and Haiti, there is no student ministry. Um, there is no, um, there's no family ministry, no kids ministry. Uh, one of the villages we went to may, five, not, may not even be a building. Yeah, uh, they actually had a building, and it was um, maybe 800 square feet. So, some of the uh, 
most people's barns in Emory, Texas are better quality than Correct. some of the buildings that the people in Haiti probably meet in for church. Right, yeah. <laughs> Just perspective there. Yeah, for sure. Um, the community, you know, within the last 10 years got a school. And so um, it was the pastor, you know, them just standing up singing together, no instruments. Um, the pastor standing up and uh, reading the scripture, moms, dads, kids are all in there. And, um, uh, but the villagers, they work together. They're with each other. And uh, so it's mom and dad's responsibility to turn around and, and uh, teach the children. And so, um, and so I, I saw that and I was like, wow, um, this sounds funny, but I would love to work myself out of a job. You know, if, yes, um, yes. if, if mom and dad, uh, persecution would ever happen, if anything would ever happen and could mom and dad lead their children well yeah. and at home. Uh, and that, that you've talked with me about that, that drives you. Yeah. That's like the flame, um, that, that keeps you going is this idea of, what happens three years from now? How, how can I help equip mom and dad and just the family nucleus in general to survive spiritually? Right. That's kind of your mission in right. life to help that, right? Yeah. I love and I, that. Not, I don't want to, um, I would still be there to help mom and dad, you know, if, of with course, questions, of course, with, yeah. how do I do this? How yeah. do I do that? Or, um, you know, that's what the local church is there yeah. for. And, uh, well, one of the reasons and, um, but let me let me jump in here too. This is just a a good thought too, because we want to affirm and say uh, that mom and dad, God has called you and equipped you for your children for this time. Yeah. Um. No matter the child, no matter the parent, there's not an accidental relationship. So the children that you have in your home the spouse that you have, all of that has been providentially placed right. under your purview by God himself. And so dads, specifically, we want to just say, you have already right now what you need to lead your family well. Right. You, you don't need anything else. You have scripture and you have the Holy Spirit. And pray that Lord would just uh, give you conviction. Yeah. So yeah. I just wanted to... At, sorry, right, I, didn't no, want to derail, de- I didn't want to derail your thoughts. <laughs> okay, so let's come back. Um, we want to let, let's kind of press toward the end of this. And if there would be anything that you would want, uh, a, maybe just a family at our church who might listen to this, family in our community who might listen to this, what's what's something that you would want to to communicate to them? that uh, this is this is what drives everything for me. Maybe an encouragement, maybe a conviction, just anything to kind of um, closing statement or whatever. Yeah. I'm going to read kind of a, a false ministry. Yeah, that's and, great. Uh, Please do. This one has all C's. This one is more intentional than the minion one. <laughs> um, you know, I want to see dads. I want to see moms and uh, from there, it trickles down into the kids and the students that um, their connection to Christ and other believers and um, that deep, intimate, seated relationship with Christ. And um, and, and from that, the, the, the conviction of their knowledge of God and understanding of the word. And because uh, that's where our convictions come from, not culture, not uh, social media, mm-hmm. uh, not what the world says, but uh, from the word. And um, 
and then from there, uh, a character, the, the godly character in life that accords with sound doctrine. And uh, to see young men with great character, to see uh, young children and, and students to grow up with good character. And, and then lastly, you know, and I, I want these for all my children. And the last is uh, competency, the, the ability to prayerfully speak God's word to other, other people, to, to evangelize, to uh, communicate apologetics, and um, to, to, to know what they believe. And so uh, I, I want to see my children connected to Christ, to have those convictions, to have good character, to be competent, to speak the Word of God. And, um, and that's what I want to see for our families, uh, for men, for moms, and, uh, and from there and, and to, to our children, you know, children and youth. That's excellent, man. And second, I want to communicate if, you know, whatever family is listening, that um, between, you know, adventure club, between catechisms, between our Sunday school class, I know that can feel overwhelming. You know, what, what does that look like at home for me to lead my children? Uh, what does that look like to have family worship? And um, there's so much stuff out there. It kind of gets hard to. I mean, we have the, our resource center, and so we have so yeah. much stuff there. Yeah. Uh, we do stuff here at the church, and uh, with, so, with social media and the Internet, there's so much stuff out there, and you kind of get overwhelmed of, yeah. of, of what to do. And so um, I think I look, that's part of my responsibility is to you know, come help along. Not that I have all the answers, uh, but to come along and say, hey, uh, where are you at in your walk with God as, as a husband, as a, as a marriage, and then how are you leading your children? And you need help with that. You know, let's sit down and think through, um, you know, what does that look like for you and your family? Um, And let me jump in real quickly. Simplicity is the name of the game. Mm -hmm. Do what you can and don't feel like you have to do everything. Correct. Do what suits your situation. Yeah. Uh, Jared and I have talked a lot about what we do with our families, just he and I. uh, With family devotionals and just family. And ours don't even look identical. Who cares? Yeah. It's wonderful because he's pouring in, I'm pouring in, we're doing what we can with what we've got. Right. <laughs> and none of us have all the time of day to do it. Right. So be this, let this be an encouraging thing. Just let it be simple. Don't right. overcomplicate it. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, not, not, not every day, um, it doesn't happen every day where we, uh, maybe at dinner table, you know, yeah. we, um, a time where you read scripture, you pray, and then and sing a hymn. And it, not every day might be that. Um, someday might be with those, those little, they're called dipsticks, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Bible dippers, I'm sorry. And uh, you, you pull one out and it talks about a word, you read the verse with it. And, mm-hmm. um, but still there's, there's, and that there's, may there's good be conversation. all you get to that right. day. Or what, <laughs> you know, it just, yeah. And, or even uh, like, last, like last night for our, our dinner, um, we went around the the table and asked. I asked each kid, "What well, was one good thing that happened today? One bad thing?" Mm-hmm. And um, and that just gets good conversation. It gets going. good conversation. And let's say that a bad problem happened. Well, how do we think through that biblically? You know, with that yeah. problem. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. but it's just that constant conversation. You know, yeah. that, uh, in the cars and um, you know bedtime. You know, bedtime comes up a lot of questions, a lot of good questions, and so mm. um, and. Uh, you know, to take those opportunities to um, have those conversations, and because yep. uh, it's a short season of life, and uh, oh, dude, the, 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 yes. the saying is true: the days feel long and the years are short. There's days you're just like, 
Just please get to bed. And shut the door. <laughs> Amen. And then, uh, but you, you realize that it goes by fast. And yeah. So, yeah, man. Um, we we have a responsibility for this season of life to, to pour into our to our children. Yeah, I, man, I've just recently Landon, our our oldest, he turns ten in two month three months, and it just hit me a few days ago. I was thinking about something else completely different. I was thinking about my family or specifically, and it just hit me. He's almost ten, which means he has theoretically crossed over the um we're now into the time where i have less time than more time with him at home under my authority under my my roof in in that sense he will likely be lord willing uh 17 18 19 he's going to be gone we're going to try to send him well you know let that arrow fly yep and I think you and I have talked, we've only got so many summers left. And if you think about it in that time frame, I've only got maybe six summers left with him, solid summers before he probably starts working right? or his life will change greatly. Girlfriend, work, job, all that stuff. I mean, you know what that's like. For sure. And so as a, as a dad, those are just things that any dad that's listening right now, I mean, these are things that we got to think through. Yeah. How do we make the most of the time? Yep. Doesn't have to be complicated, but it needs to be intentional. Correct. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't want to, to negate the local church. I want, I want Mike. I want my boys to have other great godly men to look up oh, to in yes, the church. Yes. And uh, that's the the beautiful thing of no doubt of of the, of the church as a whole. And uh, but to go back to what you're saying, um, that, that's what we're here for as, as pastors, as elders, as as a church to. Um, you know, maybe you hear this, you start thinking, so, well, maybe I need to talk through some, something with somebody, you know, what does that look like for me for the other week? Or there's something I need to let go or, um, you know, what does that look like for me as a, as a dad in the family, or maybe it's mom in the family, whatever it may be. Um, yeah. I love to help. <laughs> Evaluation is a great thing. Yeah. Just sit down with your spouse. Uh, if, if this is, if your mom listening to this and you'd love your husband to listen to this or vice versa, evaluation of, of stuff within the home is a wonderful thing. Yeah. Um, hey, we've had a, a crazy six months. What's, what's kind of been, what's, you know, there's a little anxiety in the home, a little stress in the home. Um, sit down with your husband, your wife, even your kids, depending on their age. And just evaluate things. Say, yeah. hey, where can we, what can we trim? What can we re resituate? Um, and those are good things too. Yeah, I think you know, having the um, family devotions, uh, doing those dinner time things, or sending catechisms and and all that, uh, they're all good things. Uh, but also, all the stuff matters. Of when dad blows up, that he goes back and says to kids, "Hey guys, I apologize." Yes. Oh um, man, that's such good. That's uh, good. Please forgive me. Yes. Um, I think I remember reading an article from uh, Tom Askell. He asked his grown kids. Yeah. Um, what, what was uh, something that stuck out? He just knew it was going to be the, the devotions. And they said no. <laughs> Almost unanimous, I think. Uh, what stood out is when he messed up and he'd come to him apologize. When dad said, I blew it. Yeah. I'm sorry, kids. Um, or to mom or something. Yeah. And, ju- and just being intentional with the car rides and talking and mm-hmm. vacations and... Um, I know those things aren't family devotions, but 
that they hear Christ in your heart and yes. your conversations and yes. all, I mean, all that is, is Being important. present in the moment. Right. Doing the, just the normal stuff of life. Yeah. But being able to be in tune to that, I have, there's 10 seconds here. I can give a, I can point my child right. to scripture or Christ or something that will reorient this situation from a worldly perspective to more of a right. more eternal spiritual perspective. Right. You hear a song on the radio talking yeah. about that, watching a movie Anything. talking about that. Yeah. yeah. It, when you start, when you change your mind in that, everything becomes an opportunity to, and we miss, we fail at that all oh, the time. Oh yeah, for sure. But that's the, that's the lens that we need to have as we're leading our families. I mean, whoever's listening, don't think that I haven't taken a, a four hour car ride and just sit there for like an hour in silence and not <laughs> talk to my kids. I mean, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, my yeah. mind's going different directions yeah. thinking about stuff. So, um, yes. Once again, don't make it, you don't have to make it complicated. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, um, uh, Jared, this has been an excellent conversation. Uh, I'm thankful for you taking your time to just share your heart for ministry here. I'm thankful to be able to stand alongside you, to watch how you lead, to hear how you interact with folks and just how you plan and order things. It's, it's wonderful. I'm grateful to be, to be on staff here with you um, as we lead alongside Jason and, and Kyle and, uh, and Patrick and all these great guys. Um, give us one last, just anything else that's on your mind and we'll, we'll wrap this episode up. Pastorally, fa- from a father's perspective, from a husband's perspective, just one last thing. Yeah, we. Um, I, I think the the evaluation is is a good word with um, evaluating your as a dad your your spiritual life, evaluating your marriage because uh, it's it's work. Uh, marriage is it's work, and um, you know I have to. Uh, both me and Whitney, we're, we're, we're not huge physical touch people. And so, uh, but that, that's an important thing. And so I have to work at, you know, thinking about stuff in my day. Hey, maybe touch her shoulder or make sure I give her a hug or, and so, um, so I still have to say that, you know, we have to be intentional and, and think through that. And, yeah. um, same thing as, as a dad with, with parents. And so, um, I guess my, my last word besides that is, um, I, I know it can feel overwhelming with, adventure club with catechism and Sunday school and, and all of the different, um, curriculum and books. And, and that's on top of all the other stuff that you do with right. your life. Yeah. Sports, Sports and school and, and work school and, 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 and all yeah. those things. And so, um, I just encourage people to, um, come alongside of the local church. Let us help you, you know, think through that. And, um, and, and I'm not saying that, you know, we come and we talk it out that it's like, this formula is going to fix the kids or fix the family. We don't have a, magic, like that. a yeah. magic formula for right. you, no. Uh, but I, I want to help you evaluate. I want to help come alongside, yeah. and, and um, um, I'll I'll share where I failed. And you know, um, I I told I told Duffy I want him to come come over our house one night with a, a video camera and let him videotape one of our uh, family devotions, just so people see that we're just like every other family. <laughs> <laughs> a mess, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, oh yeah. So I don't know if those two that stuff made sense. That's but, great. Yeah. That's great. Well, listener, that's it for today. Um, and that wraps our episode up. Thank you for taking your time to listen to our, our episode. I uh, hope you've enjoyed listening to Jared and his heart for the, the local church and ministry here. And we hope it's been a blessing and an encouragement to you. 
Lastly, before we, we end, as always, please like and share this um, podcast with anyone that you think might be benefited from it. Um, maybe you know a family or a friend, a family member or a friend even, that would be helped by uh, listening to this. We don't have all the answers, but we sure would love to help. Just like Jared said, we come alongside you and work through the issues and maybe ask you some good questions. You can ask us some good questions and just work through these things. This is an important uh, topic, the family. Um, our, our churches and our society depends on the strength of the families within those churches and societies. If the families crumble, everything else is going to crumble. Yeah. God has used those as uh, he's placed the family as the core nucleus of community. Yeah. And so uh, this episode particularly, I think, is just of immense importance. But don't forget to like and share these episodes. Uh, Don't forget also you can submit questions to us uh, for a future podcast on our website. We have a media tab just on bbcemory.org. Scroll all the way to the bottom of the page, and there's a box that you can just submit a question to us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, You can also email the church if you have any uh, questions about the podcast, encouraging things. Um, All of that is, is wonderful as well. But until next time, as always, grace and peace be with you all.